Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Come on, somebody who is happy today. We got, we, there's a song, Oh, happy day. Oh, happy, no, don't get me started. This, this is like a choir over here. Get a card, say, I sing, put it in the thing so we can sign you up for our worship team. God is good. And all the time, wow, what a beautiful day. What a wonderful day. You know, I was able to read lots of the testimonies of those that got baptized here. And their story of really knowing Jesus. I mean, Jesus has made a huge difference. I'll even, let me restate that. Jesus has really made all the difference for them. You should have read their testimonies. Some mentioned addiction. Some mentioned depression. Some mentioned just this lostness. And then they heard about Jesus. They heard about Jesus. Most of them heard about Jesus right here on a Sunday or a Wednesday night at our warehouse youth group. And they confessed Christ as Savior, and he's made such a difference, they're willing to get all wet here in front of y'all. <laughs> Come on, someone praise the Lord for that. Wow. Wow. I'm preaching for an hour. No, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm actually going to keep a little shorter today because of the service. Uh, I do want to mention one thing. As you go in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6, I want to mention that, that people are coming back to church. And um, last Sunday, we were full. This Sunday, we are full. So starting next Sunday, we have some, we're going to offer another service, and we're going to have, um, we have our, our two new times. So it's going to be at 10 a.m. and 11.30. Some would say 10 a.m. and 11.30. So we're going to make room for you, for you online. I know we had people in overflow today. We had people in overflow last week. Uh, how many want to get back to a little more normal? Come on. So we're on our way. Do you realize that before COVID, we had four services on Sunday? Four. I say we go for five by, by summer. Invite a friend. Invite a friend. And we'll watch them get baptized, too, one day. Amen. At the end of the service, if you have giving here uh, in your hands, you can give those as you exit at the uh, giving boxes in the back. Thank you here. Thank you all those online who support this ministry uh, week in, week out, month in, month out. Thank you for your support. Um, I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of the word today. Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 15 through 21. We're in our series, Heart and Soul, learning lessons through the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 6, verse 15 through 21. And it says this, on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, someone read that one word with me, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. 
The city and all that are in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. Now keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and took the city. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Now, we've, um, we're finishing up a mini-series within a larger series. So if you've been coming, we've been talking about heart and soul, or we're walking through the book of Joshua. We feel like God wanted us to plant ourselves in the book of Joshua, learning the lessons of this historical narrative, this historical description of the people of Israel crossing into Canaan, new land, new leader, new opportunity, new dynamics, new enemies, new opposition, as we go through 2021. We believe that the church of Jesus Christ is entering into new territory. It's a new day. Things have radically changed in the last 18 months. Can I get a witness? And so how do we as Christians deal with, with what was common sense just a couple of years ago being considered bigotry or with so much polarization of uh, politics with so much polarization of the of our of our uh, of the of races of ethnicities, what does the Church of Jesus Christ do? Because I want to remind you, there is not an answer in the White House. There never was. There never will be. There's not an answer in some kind of governmental structure. There's not a philosophy on the planet that can save our souls. That can change a life. Only Jesus can do that. And that's what we saw today. See, people have tried to help these folks. People have tried to reach out to them. They've had positive influences in their lives. They've had opportunities, but they found what they were always looking for in Christ. So we as a church have the answer to life's woes, to our nation's ills. It's found in scripture. So we wanna know how do we engage this new territory. We've been talking about Little mini-series, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Matt preached a great message on the God vision, the God perspective, having the, the perspective, having a vision, having a dream that comes from God himself. And then last week I said, we got to add the God vision. We got to exchange our vision for his, and then we got to add to that the God process. Someone say, I'm in process. That means that we got to get a hold of his, his vision for our lives, not our vision, get his plan, not ours and then get his process. We gotta be okay with however he wants to work. <clears throat> we have to be okay if he tells us no. We have to be okay if he says yes. He, we have to be okay if he says walk. We have to be okay if he says stop. There are things, you know there's not a thing he cannot do. So when you ask him to do something and he doesn't do it, it's not because he can't. It must be because it's better that he not do what you do. See, what, what people have searched for 
forever, long for, forever. Read Shakespeare, read, a, uh, read Homer, read these, these, these beautiful, watch these beautiful plays and listen to beautiful poetry and, and those timeless songs are always searching for things like love and honor and integrity and honesty and commitment and sacrifice. Can I just tell you that all those things, all such things describe the kingdom of God? The kingdom that God offers, the life that God offers, that's what, that's what uh, every great poem, poetry has tried to capture. Every great painting has tried to express the beauty of God himself in their limited ways. It's what we search for. There is never anything wrong. There is no law against love. God's kingdom is what man searches for and longs for and wants to build. It's the marriage. It's the marriage with honesty and sacrifice and forgiveness and patience. It's the raising of a children with discipline that is appropriate, but words of encouragement and words of life and provision. That is offered in the kingdom of God. There, that is not something capitalism can give you. That's nothing that a higher education can give you. That's not, nothing that a Republican or Democrat can give you. What we search for only comes from heaven. It only comes from God. But we search and we think, can I earn more? Can I, can I earn more? Can I, can I just get her in my life or just get him in my life? If I could just go to that school or if I could just live in that zip code, friend, we tried and tried and tried and it's never satisfied. It's never enough. We can still get home every day from a long commute of working ourselves to the bone. And though there might be, might be, someone would say maybe, because it don't matter how much you earn if you spend it all plus credit cards. <laughs> but you just might have a little more in the bank after all those hours. But you might be more tired and frustrated and angry or confused than you were before. That's because, watch this, are you still with me? I'm about to lay something on you here. Mark Sayer is a great author. He writes this in the, his book entitled Disappearing Church. He says, what people want is the kingdom without the king. I wish I would have wrote that book. <laughs> people want the kingdom without the king. They want, they want, they want freedom. They want um, uh, satisfaction. They want to feel whole. They want to feel like their lives matter. That's kingdom stuff. But see, in order to get the kingdom of God, we have to submit to the king. The king of kings and lord of lords, and he's not up, his truth, his process is not up for debate. It's not up for, he is not moved by political trends. The scriptures don't get rewritten every time society moves one way or the other. What is in fashion today, I promise you, will not be in fashion in a few years. The word of God, though, stands forever. So what God is doing with Joshua and the people of Israel is he's saying, I have a, I have a kingdom for you to establish. I have something for you to do. I have good things. I have victories. I have peace and security. So long, someone say so long. so long. So long as you go about it my way, it's all good. Now, God is not um, an, a megalomaniac. He's not an egomaniac. God says to his people, 
in Joshua and in Lathrop in 2021. He says to his people, he says, do it by way because I absolutely 100% know best. I'm omniscient and good. I'm all-knowing and the standard of good. You can trust me, son or daughter. Just do it my way. And it will go well for you, and it will go well for your children. It'll go well for your children's children. So what we see here in Joshua chapter 6 is the results of a God vision or a God perspective added to submission to the God process, it will equal God results. But you and I want our God results. For, for those of you here or those of you that are watching online, you, you might be wondering, what is it about Christianity that caused these people to get baptized? Let me tell you, we, 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 if you could read their testimony, you would see it has nothing to do with religion and it has everything to do with the relationship. They didn't say, I want to get baptized because I don't want to go to hell. They didn't say, I want to get baptized because I don't want God, God mad at me. They didn't say, I'm getting baptized just because God told me so. They told me first what God had done and so they're getting baptized. Can I just... I haven't even gotten my notes, but I'm just going to get you out here in time for Sizzler, if it was open. <laughs> let, let me make something crystal clear, because this is a time when maybe lots of, there might be someone here for the first time, and you're here for family or online, you're watching your family from home. When you hear someone say, Christianity is just like every other world religion, let me tell you that is not true. Every world religion has to do with man pursuing God, man fixing himself or herself to get closer to God, to be like God. In some religions, the better you do, then you got to die and come back, but you'll come back in a higher station in life. It's very personal. It's very uh, egocentric. It's very much what I can do in my strength. Christianity is the only religion where God said, no, you can't, so I'm coming for you. You can't do it. You'll never be able to do it. All those New Year's resolutions, and then you gain two pounds instead of losing 20. And all it took was a box of donuts at the office. That's it. And how many know they were a day old and weren't any good? You still ate it. Can I get a witness? I know. I could get a, uh, I could get a double, Western cheese baker, double Western bacon cheeseburger. Chris cut fries, cider ranch should drizzle on it, and a Diet Coke. What good does that do? <laughs> but I'll have a diet, please. God knows you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, I cannot. There's not a pastor on staff that could. There wasn't a prophet. There wasn't a priest in scripture. There wasn't a godly king that could get there on their own. Jesus came for us. That, he's the only God that died. He's the only God that died. Allah didn't die. The prophets of Hinduism and Confucianism didn't die. Christ came and died to make a way. He says, he says, 
Look at the way the world through my eyes. Trust me with the process. And I will give you the results you seek. I'm going to be quick. I want to show you four, just four rapid fire results. When God is at work, this is what it looks like. The first, the first quality of a God result, not a man result, a God result, is that God results are undeniable. They're undeniable. By undeniable, I mean this. They're ir- irresistible. They're inexorable. You can't stop them. They're irrepressible. See, when you get his perspective, you're partnering with him. When you get into his process, you're partnering with him. There is no stopping him from doing what he wants to do for you. There is not a barrier. Can I just tell you, I got to brag, my daughter, Eden, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I got to testify. Now, this is my daughter. She, she grabbed, this is from Lathrop High School. Go Spartans. <laughs> we are Sparta. <laughs> Goes to Lathrop High where some kids didn't want to go. She went. They taught her well, took her AP test. She's, she's graduating in three years with her, with her undergrad degree. And she applied to the second most uh, second highest ranked accountancy grad school in the nation. They took this little girl from Lathrop and gave her a fellowship. That means no tuition, no fees, and money to live. Now, I I just got to tell you, so I'm I'm proud of my girl. She looks just like me. Sorry, babe. But can I just tell you that how many thousands of students applied to the school? They only take 92 students in this program. 92, every other grad school, even, even the one that's ranked higher than that one, takes like 1,500 kids, students. They took, only take 92. They didn't just take her, they gave her all this. She worked really, really hard, but, but so did all the other kids. Nothing can stop God Amen. from getting you where he wants you to get. You doing what he wants you to do. Him blessing you with how he wants to bless you. Nothing can stop him. The second quality is this. That God results are supernatural. They're undeniable and they're supernatural. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, The army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. When we adopt his vision and we submit to his process, we get a front row seat, not to what you can do, but what he can do. There are business people in this room or watching online who have seen God flourish their business, COVID or not. COVID or not because nothing can stop God from doing. We get a front row seat. We, we, get, we get to, ex- see, this is a, the great exchange. You working and pressing and crushing yourself and burning yourself out to maybe get something good or to submit yourself to his process. Oh, work hard, be, be ethical, show up on time, please. But then you get to see him as you partnered with him 
You get to see him do the impossible. You get to see him open doors that should have been nailed shut. You see him usher you to the front of the line. You think you just happen to meet that one person at that one store that just so happens to work at the job you want. You really think that? You get to see God do the supernatural. Never have you had to, never, never, ever have you simply shouted and seen walls fall because it wasn't the shout. It was the shouter shouting when the one who gave them breath to shout told him to. And then he brought the walls down. He just let them participate. He says, you think you got a hard walking around the city seven times? Take that last little bit of air and shout, and I'm going to flatten the walls for you. It was never their strength. Jericho had the high ground. Those fortified walls had been there for millennia. Oldest inhabited city in the history of civilization, Jericho, an entrenched city. And all they did was obey and shout and the walls came. See, what God wants to do is supernatural. I think there might be someone here today who, is, who may be ready to say, yeah, I'm tired of doing the natural thing. I really need God to do the supernatural thing. I'm tired of doing things in my own strength and still falling short. I make promises to my husband I can't keep. I make promises to my kid I cannot keep. New Year's resolutions come and go. I'm tired of working in the natural. I need the supernatural. Can I just tell you that it doesn't matter what you've done before, good or bad, it doesn't matter. You'll never be good enough to earn it. You'll never be so bad, he won't give it to you. He welcomes you. He welcomes you to walk with him. He welcomes you to enjoy this new life. The third quality we see is that God results, God results bring us closer to him. God results bring us closer to him. Your results might actually keep you from him. But when God's working, it'll bring you closer to him. Verse 18 and 19, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. I'll get into this more next week. I hope you come back. But let me just say, God didn't need the gold. He didn't need the silver. He needed the people to want him more than the gold. He wanted them to want him and trust in him more than the silver. He didn't need no bank account. They didn't need to collect, uh, do a fundraiser for the walls to fall. No, he was setting boundaries because those things would keep them from him. The God results bring us closer to him, not farther from him. And the last one, just to conclude, is that God results transform us not just our what? When God's at work, he's not just worried about fixing things outside of you. I said this before, I'll say it again. He wants to do it in you. 
He wants to do it in you. You know, when, when um, but, but we have to be, we have to get his perspective. perspective. Someone say, see it like he does. And then we got to be willing to let him dictate the terms. Someone say he can have his way. And when we see it like he does and we let him have his way, it isn't that there isn't a struggle because God will allow us to push. He will, you know, it took effort for this nomadic tribe that escaped from Egypt, but wandered the desert forever in a new land. It, it was something for them not to just try to plunder and take some gold. What God wants to invite us into is where we are no longer attached to the things of this earth, but we are transformed because you are, you are eternal. He wants to wake up the spirit inside of you. This body wastes away. It's vulnerable to car accidents. It's vulnerable to viruses. It's vulnerable to genetics. Things like cancer and diabetes. Things like drunk drivers and tragedy. Yet, especially in the West, we cling to this. Instead of clinging to the truth, you were made to live forever. See, this transforming, I'm going to end right here. This transformation is, is like um, when a butterfly is in a cocoon. And it, 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 it's, it's, it's trying to get free. If you ever were to see it, there's a struggle. There's a struggle. It would be no good if you were to notice this butterfly cocoon in your garden for you to take out a little pocket knife and try to help out the little guy. If you were to take a little pocket knife and kind of cut a little open, being careful to give that little butterfly a hand, you know what you would have come out of there? You would have come out of there a, the body of a, of a butterfly bloated with little bitty wings that can't fly. Well, that butterfly needs is the pressure of pushing itself through the cocoon. The struggle actually moves the, the, uh, the um, liquid in its body, whatever's bloating it, and it actually forces that fluid into its wings. Without the struggle, it will never fly. It'll fall and perish. You'll never see the beautiful colors. The children will never wonder at it because it needs pressure and struggle for transformation to take place. What God wanted to do was apply just enough to allow just enough pressure on his people. The marching and the, and the shouting and, the, and, and the, the, um, the trumpet blowing around this fortified city while its soldiers peer down with weapons of war in its entrenched place with the military advantage of the high ground. God wanted the, the Jews to have just enough pressure so they would become who he created them to be. We have to be okay with his process. Some of us have asked for help of others to get us out of situations 
and we come out of the situation no more powerful than how we went in. We're not flying, we're flailing. We're not beautiful, we're marred by sin. We're not who we thought or dreamt or wished or at times even prayed we would be because we have looked for others to help us when God says, it's my job to help you. I am in charge, I got you. As a pastor, I've been tempted when someone comes with a need to, to how can we help you? Can we give you some groceries? Do we, we'll visit you in the hospital. We, it's been hard the last year to not go into a hospital. It's what we do. Can we come alongside of you? And there are times when I hear the problem or I know the situation, I'm like, I can't help you. And I had to learn as a pastor because the spirit would say, don't worry, I got it. And if you help them today, they won't get what I have for them tomorrow. There's a time when we just have to allow ourselves to go through the process so we can have the transformation that he wants to give us. And he has transformation for us. He has change for us. The king has a kingdom with its love and its peace and its charity and its sacrifice and its honor. The king has a kingdom that's beautiful and lovely. He has a kingdom to give us. He just says, adopt my perspective and submit to my process. Walls will come down and you will go where you never thought you could go. My results are always good. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you because we just saw 15 sermons preached. Thank you for each man, woman, young man, young woman. Thank you for their real encounter with you. You've not just washed away their sin, you've often dried their tears. You've allowed them to endure things they couldn't endure on their own. Where before they would go get drunk or get violent or get depressed, you have lifted them. Supernaturally, undeniably, you have done such things. I thank you. You came to us because we could never get to you. On our best day, we'd fall short. So you came and died to pay the price of our sin and to open the door so that simply by belief, by faith, by trust, we could be saved and we can walk a new walk. So right now, Father, for those that are in this room or those that are watching online today, there might be someone here that would say, yes, I need that transformation. I need a new life. I want what moved these people to do such a thing. I want a new story too. I've tried to rewrite my story. I've had, I've crumpled up pieces of paper and tried on a new piece of paper. I've tried new things. I've, I've done what I know and it's never been enough. I need Jesus. I want transformation. I want his supernatural work in me. I want his will that is undeniable. 
I want to be close to God, not far, not religious, not from a distance. I want to be close to God. If that is you in this room, every head bowed and every eye closed, please, no one looking around or maybe online. If that is you, if, if that is you today, would you just raise your hand so I can pray for you? God bless you. Hands all over. Thank you so much. God bless you. You at home, I know you're there. God is speaking to you. You can put your hands down, friends. Thank you. I'm going to invite you all to stand on your feet as I conclude the service here with you. You at home, if you know you need the Lord, along with us here in this room, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me today. I'm going to invite you to pray this simple prayer that will begin your new spiritual life. And I'm going to have family. Someone say family. See, you know why everybody cheered? There were people here you didn't know, but you cheered because we're family. We're family. You're watching online because you're family. So we're going to pray together. There were lots of hands, but you're not going to pray alone. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me and repeat this prayer with me, and we're all going to join you. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know I need you. I confess I am a sinner. But I believe you died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. So I invite you into my heart. Come and change me. I don't deserve your mercy but I thank you that you love me. Thank you for what you did on the cross. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you just praise him? Praise him at home. Praise him in the room. Yes, what a great day. What a great day. Before you leave to get your kids, please get them. <laughs> Before you go, two quick reminders, three reminders. Next week, 10, 10, and 11.30. I'm getting 10 and 11.30 next week. If you are a first time visitor, please text us. There's a, a, a text connect number, please text us. And again, if you're giving this morning, those are at the back. We love you, we thank you. Give Jesus one more praise. Give him one more praise. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.